Hi everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. And we are sitting here in the living room, laptop on lap, sunny in place, on the couch, and all is well. So, I was recently asked a question, which in which somebody had the situation, they gave a junk journal to somebody. I was a female giving it to a male, and she got basically no reaction, no um, profuse thank yous, no, oh my gosh, look how much work you put into this. Just, oh, like, like, basically like she handed him a tuna fish. And I would like to talk about this experience because we get a lot of reactions when we gift uh, junk journals, um, everything from great intrigue down to squirrel look to pan face to what on earth is this or thank you with blank stare uh, land of the unknown have no idea what you just gave me and I want you to know you are not alone this happens all the time every day in the world of the junk journal maker and um, just because somebody is not aware of your craft doesn't make your craft any less worthy Um, uh, it's It really all comes down, it boils down to, can you be okay with it? Can you be okay with it? Because it's probably going to happen, and it's going to happen a lot. But as the world becomes more aware of junk journals, and as people get interested, and they start to understand the possibilities and all the um, imaginative, imaginative creativities that they can hold, and also the ideas that start popping up in their heads, if they are... Uh, inclined in a crafty way or not. Sometimes this can launch a new crafty, beautiful experience for someone. So I had an experience once where I gifted a junk journal to a, we have a couple uh, that we uh, hung out with and we went to see them on a holiday and I made the wife and the husband each a junk journal. And, um, when I gave the junk journal to the man, I got, oh, well, well, thanks, followed by what is this, and why are you giving it to me? I think it was something like that, and there was a lot of dumbfoundedness in the re- answer, or, my, or the, the initial impact on him, bless his soul, for not knowing what a junk journal was. I, ha- I have forgiven him. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's only paper. Please remember that. Um, plus... Um, they have no idea how much fun you had making this before you gifted it to them. And I, you know, I've given so many away as gifts that I'm so used to that look. And uh, the, that little, I don't know, it's like they take a breath, they step back, they put their hand on their chest, and they're holding the book in their hand, looking at it, trying to figure out what on earth that thing is. And um, the funniest reaction that I had was, me giving that junk journal to that gentleman and he had no idea what it was and he looked completely like pan-faced didn't know what to make of it there was a long deathly dead silence and then all of a sudden this other uh guest from the other side of the room she spotted it out of the corner of her crafty eye and she came hauling 
freight train fast over to it. She's, oh, is that a junk journal? And oh, I mean, she was she, okay. She she gave me the reaction I was hoping for from the guy, but maybe I had my sights set a little high. Okay, um, I mean, a, a lot of guys barely know what a scrapbook is. I would say most people have an idea of what a scrapbook is. So I kind of start with that. But I, w- I felt very reassured knowing that um, it, it did have some impact, at least with that woman. And it turned out that she asked me, you know, do you sell them? Do you make them? And at that time, I think I was just starting this whole um, uh, world of the paper outpost. And I said, well, I just occasionally make them. And it takes me a really long time to make them. And, and she oh, could you make me one with this and that and this and that? And I'm thinking, gosh, no, I don't think I can. Because <laughs> I was so terrified of doing a custom journal um, and them not liking it. And then me having the journal, thinking, you know, here I made an Alice in Wonderland journal in reds and blacks, and how am I going to ever find another buyer for that if it's a specialized journal? Um, I used to, I used to get very concerned about that, and I think maybe that's why a lot of junk journal makers don't do custom journals. We just tend to make them, and then we hope that a buyer who likes the style that we make uh, may come along and and find that journal. Um, Although I don't know if that's truly based in reality. I think probably most people, if they're going to request a customized piece of work, um, they will probably purchase it. I would imagine that would be the, um, uh, the way things go. Um, there may be more fine-tuning and more um, maybe time spent gathering specific items related to that journal, as any themed journal does have those um, extra steps because it takes a little longer to gather the supplies, uh, find the resources, that type of thing. A little more crafty legwork, you might say. Um, but you, you've got to find what is your flow. What it, where is your fun flow? And when you find it, you'll know it because you can. time will disappear and you will craft for hours and you will have no idea where the time went. Then you know you found your fun flow. And that is nirvana. That is where all the fun lives. That's where all the joy lives. Right, Sunny? Right, Mom. And uh, um, there's every other layer on the spectrum, you know, from sort of fun, a little fun, not too much fun, whole heap loads of fun, and then pure ecstasy. Yeah, (laughs) it's all in there, and it's all good. But yes, um, I would say the biggest thing, you can never control somebody else's reaction to your gifts whether it's a, any, any type of gift. But what you can know in your heart is the fun that you had making it. And that is always yours to keep. And um, it's, it, sometimes when you give a gift, initial appreciation or admiration or what have you will not impact the receiver. But it may take a while. It may take until they get home and they actually start leafing through the book And then they suddenly realize, my goodness, somebody spent a lot of time and energy and effort making this for me. Or somebody else in their household will kindly point out, what a freaking awesome gift you just received. Did you have any idea what you just have in your hand there? How amazing this is? That's a junk journal for gosh sakes. Don't you, oh my gosh, you are the luckiest person in the world. Don't don't you realize what you have in your hands? And the, you know, maybe the person will look up and think, hmm, maybe I better take a second look at this. Or here's the other thing, it could end up on a shelf in the closet 
um, in a box, in the attic, who knows, but then maybe, maybe, just maybe, many years from now, it will get discovered by somebody who will have a different level of appreciation. Maybe a hundred years from now, maybe by somebody who's never touched a piece of paper a hundred years from now, because everything went um, paperless. It's kind of hard for us to imagine a life without paper, but I think it's rapidly moving in our direction. And what we consider, you know, boundless or bountiful little bits and pieces around us, the junk mail, the um, advertisements, um, the concert tickets, the um, the booklets to the... Um, the graduations. I mean, all these little paper entities that come into our life are probably going to disappear in some way, shape, or form. Maybe we'll always have some paper, but maybe we will just be able to look at our hand, dictate a letter, send it off, and never put pen to paper again someday. I I think that would be a sad day. I think there will always be a subset of folks who love the old school way of playing with paper writing with pen or pencil and um, gluing, tearing, cutting paper, crunching it, crinkling it, having fun with it. And uh, maybe those people will still be making junk journals. Who's no- who knows? Who knows? Um, I have a funny fe- pe- feeling people will always be making some form of a book. I recently was asked about um, a junk journal cookbook. Uh, and I, I think I answered that on the craft chat the other other week. Um, on the, no, sorry, the Paper Outpost podcast. Did I? No, it was a craft chat. It was a craft chat. It was a question on YouTube. And um, I get that. You know, I, I, I love when people start thinking, how else can I use these books? Because they're so much fun to make. I just want to make one for all the things I need books for. Like, wouldn't it be great just to have a... Uh, a to-do book and that is one of the favorite ways I love to use my personal junk journals I make a very um, utilitarian style junk journal for my everyday to-do list and um, I just really enjoy using it for that because I use that all the time I'm always referring to it I've got my to-do list for the day I put the must completes at the top you know the most important first get those done and the rest is gravy and um, that's a wonderful feeling when you can get to that point and simply just enjoy the books for the sake of being a book. Sometimes it doesn't have to be something monstrous or monumental or monolithic. It, it can be something simple as a daily book, um, a commonplace book or, or just a planner or an idea book or maybe a gratitude book or thoughts, reflections, or possibly dreams. Um, Maybe you're recalling your dreams at night and they say if you put a book beside your bed and the minute you wake up, you write down as much as you can remember from your dream, you'll be able to capture a lot of it. And that's a kind of a fun thing to do, make a dream journal for yourself. And it is amazing, I've done this before. Once you start thinking about your dreams, Um, at least this is the way it went for me I could remember more and more and more of them where I was having um, where I could barely remember a dream moved up to remembering five four to six dreams a night 
in detail and being able to write them down. And it was really neat to go back and look at the dreams I'd had um, years before and, uh, you know, kind of think, where was my head at? What was I thinking? Um, The big question today is, was I having fun? And I think that uh, um, that's a good theme for the new year coming up. My word is fun. I like to pick a word and just kind of focus on that throughout the year. And what what have I had before? I've had fortitude. I've had um, explore. Uh, what else did I have? I have had a bunch of words. I had like adventure. Um, but anyway, this year is fun. Just keeping it quick and easy and clean and fun. And uh, I found that when you look for fun, you'll find it. And if you start talking about fun, you'll kind of get others thinking about fun and then they start to add to the pot about oh well that was fun or the last time I had fun or you know wouldn't it be fun if and then you just start going down those paths with people and um, people have fun going down those fun paths with you because it's it's like a break or it's like recess you know what I mean it's like getting out of you know school when the recess bell would go off and you you knew it was playtime <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a little playtime uh, we all deserve more of that and I think that crafters are often folks who are looking for more fun and more playtime more relaxation more escape more freedom more um, breaking away from the day-to-day drudgery, uh, the daily responsibilities, the the mundane, the not-so-fun, whatever it is. Crafting is a great place to immerse your mind uh, and your hands for a while. Um, it's kind of a fun way to explore the other parts of your brain. A lot of us use the left side of our brain on a daily basis, we're logical, analytical, numerical, we're cranking out, um, you know, how much money do we have left in the bank? How much is coming in? Do we have enough to pay the bills? And boy, I'd love to just go play with the papers for a while and forget about it all, (laughs) you know? And why not? You know, it's a good place to go. And maybe something beautiful will come of it, something magical, or maybe you'll just have fun and nothing will come of it. And that is uh, just as much of a winner of a moment or a day than the other. So um, we can keep that in the uh, forefront of our minds. I think it's a real gift we give to ourselves. So whether or not we can truly gauge how somebody will react to one of our junk journals, we can sit here and hope till the cows come home. But you know what? It's the same with any gift giving. You give somebody a sweater, are they going to like it? Who knows? You have no control over it. You hope you see the little glint in their eye. Because you gave it with love and you wanted it to be meaningful. But uh, sometimes you just have to hope that even if you, you didn't get the gift itself, I'm hoping they're understanding that you thought about them while you were making this. You know, they say it's the thought that counts. But when you hand make a gift for somebody, that's even beyond thought. That's thought plus action. That's thought plus hours of your day. That's thought plus you know, thinking a million things, organizing them all, and creating something out of nothing. I mean, that's just above and beyond the call of duty of a gift. (laughs) And let's hope that that settles into that person. Um, And uh, maybe the the warmth will return to their heart after that strange squirrel look wears off, and they'll understand um, what that meant. And... um, If they don't, 
uh, we get to learn to be okay with that. Yeah, and we let it go. You know why? Because the longer we sit there and ruminate on that, that's less time we have to make our next project and dive back into the fun and roll around in the papers and just play with the little bits and bops and elements and and um, little tiny rhinestones and sequins that you're chasing across your desk that land on the floor that are never to be seen or heard from again. Those things and that time. That's a good time. And uh, I want you to have a lot of that time and enjoy it thoroughly and feel free in your gift giving. Um, I think initially it's really hard to give your junk journals away. We're so emotionally bonded to them because we've spent so much time with them. Um, They do become like little children our little babies and we don't want to give them away but then eventually we give them away because uh, we want to share them with the world there are people we love that we want to share these with and sometimes we just need more room and an excuse to go buy more stuff so that we uh, we have room to put the new journals and um, sometimes you have to let go of a few things to add new things to your world and it's okay because there right now as it stands there is more paper and there are more junk journals in our hearts ready to be born and they will find their way into existence if we let them if we give them the time and the space and um, be willing to try new things try new techniques um, practice old techniques keep some old journals around so you can remind yourself of things that you've done before that you've forgotten about create an idea journal so that you can capture some ideas maybe when you make one Um, embellishment make two so you have one to put in your idea book and you can always use it as a uh, reference Um, I will look back at my old junk journals and get many ideas from them that I have completely forgotten about and uh, I have also started an idea journal which quickly became full (laughs) and um So one of the ways that I'm able to remember some of the things I did is I actually go back and I look at some of my videos to to be like, I can't even, you know, some of the things I really want to revisit because they're really launching pads for future ideas. And that's kind of fun because you can always build upon. So if you have a basic pocket or a basic coin envelope or a basic, um, you know, flip or tuck or something like that, you can always build upon it and create something a little bit different or or a little bit more unique or level it up. Next leveling is always very fun. And especially if you make some bases, if you go forward and let's say you're going to take um, a Trivial Pursuit card and, and, you know, the game cards, maybe you have, I don't know, 10 of them. So you cover them all with book page and that looks really cool. And then you just put those in a stack aside And then you come back later and you think, you know, I think I'm going to put a little lace on these. So you come by and you put a little lace on all of them. Now you've leveled it up a little bit. Well, maybe now you're going to come by again and you're going to want to put a sticker on it. So you come by and you put some stickers on them. And then maybe another day you come by and you stamp a word or maybe stamp a number. And you know what? You just level up. Or maybe you put a tiny pocket on them. Or um, who knows? I mean, you could just keep leveling up and leveling up and sometimes it's fun to level up like to the extreme where you're it's almost crazy town you know you just keep adding and adding and adding and adding it's okay just remember you're not breaking any rules and there's nobody there that's going to say oh my gosh that's like you went 
a step too far. But back off, sister. You know, I mean, just just step away, step away from the embellishment. It's time. Um, you may be saying that to yourself, but really, honest, most of us are alone in our craft room. Some of you may craft in groups, and that is awesome. Um, but you know, rarely does another crafter come along and say, "What on earth are you doing?" Oh, hello. Um, uh, so I would say, yeah, keep having fun. Don't worry about the squirrely face or the pan face or the, you just handed me a tuna fish face. Let it go. Just let it go and fill your heart with more fun. So from all of us to all of you, take care, happy crafting, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.